Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I just, wow, just started recording. I, I, I got the notice. It always oh. gives me the option to leave the meeting when you start recording. You just maybe one day I will. I'm yeah. like, you know what? Not today. Not today. Today is not a podcast day. Oh, what are you drinking? Well, I guess I'll ask you later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a secret. <laughs> Shall we begin? Hi, hi. Hey, I'm Sarah. This is Cat, <laughs> and this is Books and Bevies. Spicy. How has your week been? I know it's been busy. It's been a time. Um, every time I move to somewhere new, I realize how much stuff I accumulate for no apparent reason and how many things I never see or use because it's just like in the back of my closet. I have a lot of things, unnecessary things. So it's been a time of donating. Um oh breaking apparently and what did you break i've dropped some things (laughs) yeah no uh yeah moving is terrible it's never an enjoyable process but that's what i was doing all day today now i'm very tired how's your week been um my week has also been super busy and not crazy fun. I I mean, we had another heat wave in Victoria and I work outside, so I wasn't thriving. Um, and then for like the first part of the week, I was still kind of recovering from my vaccine a little bit. So yeah, I've just been really tired. And then, like you said, this book was a little bit more difficult to read than the last two, but I was also not really um, mentally... <laughs> capable of reading a more difficult book but I had to read it so I'm glad you agreed with me that it was more difficult or that would have been <laughs> I have my sad reason. for me yeah yeah it's definitely it was definitely a little bit more difficult I liked it but it was a little bit more difficult what are I you agree. drinking I see the can oh. and I'm very curious it's actually an extra spicy Caesar I for one don't really like spicy things just because I have a bad tolerance with spice. And I used to never like Caesars, but they grew on me this past summer and now delicious. I love Caesars. I definitely don't like canned Caesars as much. 
like it's just better when you're at a bar but I feel like that's the same with most cocktails in general yeah my favorite thing about getting a Caesar as opposed to any other cocktails is they always come with a snack best of both worlds (laughs) are you gonna ask me what I'm drinking (laughs) yeah told you I had a really long day I'm a little out of it sorry what are you drinking uh I am drinking beer mosas sorry what have you never had a beer mosa no oh it's beer and orange juice it's delicious it's basically a mimosa but is is that like a real thing I, I mean, I'm drinking. Or, like, I mean, like, <laughs> did you make it up? Or is this like a common thing that people drink? I mean, I don't know if it's a common thing or if it's just a common amongst some of my friends. I drank these a lot a couple years ago, really consistently. And then I kind of forgot about them. And then today I kind of had a hankering for one because I was drinking orange juice in the morning with my McDonald's takeout. And then I was thinking about what I was going to drink for the podcast today. And I was like, I think I want to drink some beers. I actually got Bud Light. Um, You know, I'm a big fan. (laughs) Bud Light Lime, if anyone's wondering. Yeah, Uh, we don't, uh, they don't have that in the liquor store. I know every time I fly home and have to like buy drinks for whatever occasion, they don't have Bud Light Limes. So I have to resort to drinking other things and it's awful. It's a travesty. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I'm clearly not a beer connoisseur, but like lime is the only beer I drink. I definitely think that if you get a beer mosa or if you get ingredients for a beer mosa, you could go really fancy with it and get like a craft beer that's like an IPA or one that's kind of citrusy. And then it'll taste really good. But I kind of just prefer any kind of light, flavorless beer in my beer mosa. <laughs> so really you like orange juice is what you're telling me. Basically, I'm, I'm doing this for the OJ. It's not. <laughs> it's for the vitamins. Yeah, I'm just really passionate about getting vitamin C in my system. Aren't we all? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can tell you're really tired. When my own like random statements make me laugh, I'm like, oh no, (laughs) this is going to be a weird one. Sorry. It's okay. I'm also very tired. I just feel like the, the past week has just drained me of all my life. Is there a reason you drink this week? Yes. Yes, there is. There's always a reason to drink. Um, I would say my main reason for drinking this week is my boss is on vacation. Um, So I'm technically in charge, even though it's just me and one other person working. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'm a landscaper. So I've been working outside during this heat wave that Victoria has had. Um, And now that I'm in charge, I'm like, there's just not enough time to do it all. And I'm like freaking out. But whenever Nick's in charge, I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, we've got so much time. So clearly I don't deal with being a leader very well. But (laughs) and then obviously working in the heat has kind of killed me and drained me of all my energy. So 
You needed a beer mosa. I need many beer mosas, which is the plan for today. (laughs) I've already had a couple. (laughs) Don't tell anyone. All right. Secret's safe with me. Thank you. Um, Do you have a reason for drinking this week? Um, I guess celebrating the fact that my rec soccer team has now won two games in a row when we lost every single other game except for the very first one we played this summer so so what is the ratio um three wins to how many loses losses not loses I don't know how many games we've played so I don't know the ratio but I do know that we are second last in our league (laughs) so doing well I mean you're not last so moving up in the world Uh, I mean I'm pretty tired so I'm just kind of ready to dive into it and start talking about the book to the best of my abilities (laughs) I actually have some things to discuss (laughs) we actually haven't talked about this I know I was really excited about this episode because this is the first one I think I mentioned it last episode but this is the first one that or the first book that we haven't already read so this is all fresh content Katrina and I have never talked about this book even though I picked up my phone so many times to text you (sighs) oh another reason why I drink this week is because um our episode for we were liars came out today and we have I shouldn't sound surprised about that. I, I repeat, I had a very long day. Um. All right. Um, but anyway, so our intro, like our, our first day episode, how do I say this? Our, our statistics? I have no idea what you're trying to tell me. The number of downloads that we had today has surpassed the number of downloads that we had on the first day of our first episode, if that makes any sense. Oh, yes, I do understand. That's exciting. Yeah. So our first, like when we dropped the Song of Achilles episode, we had seven or seven downloads. And then today for the We Were Liars episode, we had eight. Oh, I know. And I can't. Every week one more eight nine (laughs) ten we're in it for the long haul (laughs) we're doing this when we're 80 we're like we officially have 60 listeners (laughs) i have no idea if that math was correct i just picked a number and went for it so that's okay that's okay um and i can't I don't know what country they're from because those statistics will come out tomorrow because they come out a day later, but I'm curious to see. I'm very excited. So for this episode, we read The Atlas Six by Olivia Blake. And it is about six initiates who go to the Library of Alexandria to study science and also magic. Um, And one of them gets eliminated at the end of a one-year term and it's kind of talks about the whole journey that the initiates go through 
there's a lot of ups and lows um ups and lows <laughs> <laughs> I was going to interrupt you and I was like sorry maybe maybe not no, ups and lows there's a lot of highs and lows or ups and downs if you will um so the characters that this book follows um each have their own specialty in magic so libby and nico control the elements they're elementalists or physicists reina is a naturalist so she can kind of control plants and the nature around her Tristan can see through illusions and Callum is an empath and Parisa is a telepath so she can read minds because that's on the back of the book so that is not a spoiler we do not find that out it is directly told to us very exciting I really liked this book I also really like this book I'd heard good things about it so I was excited without like knowing why and then I read the book and I was like oh. yeah it, oh, delivers. Yes. <laughs> it, it did deliver on my excitement however <laughs> um so this clearly like I'm not going to give away the ending but like based on the ending there this is a series not a standalone book right like that's what you got out of this I did, I did not, not know, know that. that. And so I read the ending and I was like, excuse me, that is not the way this ends. I know. I Because I finished it this morning because I've been reading it very slowly because I've been going to bed at like seven because of the heat. Um, but I, I read the ending and I was like, or I was like at the last kind of section of the book and I was like, it's gonna end soon like where is the wrap-up where is the conclusion and so I looked it up like when I was almost at the end whether or not the series was a standalone book and they're like nope and the next book doesn't come out for like another year I was like great yeah I was I was so far in and nothing had wrapped up I was like this, this does not make sense. Like, you cannot wrap this up right now in two pages. And, well, yeah, it's, it's not, for those wondering, this is not a standalone book. There are more books to come. It will make more sense when you read the entire series. Yes. I am hoping. <laughs> Although the stand, like, reading the book alone was still great, I would recommend it. I would recommend it, too. I just wish that I I wish that the next books have been released so that I could just read the second book now because I think it's going to be from what I saw online it's going to be a three-part series so because I guess she has a tumblr that I found and she has like a frequently asked questions on her tumblr page and she said she's working on the second book as well as one other project and she's going to try to release the second and the third book as close together as she can because Mm. I guess she just didn't expect her novel to blow up in the way that it did and now we just want more (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I, I very much need to know what happens. <laughs> I have something to add to the spoiler-free tidbit because I'm a huge nerd and I took I did a little bit <laughs> yeah that's it spoiler free tidbit I'm a huge nerd <laughs> um one of the things in this book that I noticed was that there was kind of a lack of an explanation for what the library of Alexandria is and I knew what it was because it's just one of those fun things that I actually know a good amount about but I don't think you did I remember us talking about it when we decided to read the book um so I did do some incredibly light research and wrote down some notes about kind of the history of the library of Alexandria oh yes I would like to hear about the history yeah. tell us Sarah um, <clears throat> it's thank you uh, I'm very well educated um <laughs> So the Library of Alexandria, I thought that it was it was in Greece, but I was wrong. It's actually in Egypt, but um, it's kind of a Greek library. Um, and it was one of the largest and most significant libraries of the ancient world. It was dedicated to the muses from Greek mythology uh, who were the nine goddesses of the arts and they were daughters of Zeus and <sighs> that's it for sure what are you trying to say it's a Greek name. <laughs> it's like we're doing Song of Achilles all over again. And so you, you have to try and pronounce it again. Minimosine. <laughs> I'm going to text it how it's spelled to you, and I'm going to see if you can do any better. Ooh. All right. Give me a second. I have to find my phone. <laughs> oh <laughs> okay though i feel like your guess was pretty accurate i'll leave it at that no i want you to say it <laughs> <laughs> Menemosin. that's what i would go with Menemosin. Anyways, they were the daughters of Zeus and said goddess, who is the goddess of memory. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I feel like I'm losing train of what we're talking about <laughs> right now. We're talking about the Library of Alexandria. Okay. I was like, why are we talking about Greek gods right now? <laughs> you really just blocked this out immediately. Yeah, You're sorry. Continue. Um. So the nine muses were goddesses of the arts and daughters of Zeus and the goddess of memory. Um, and there was a muse for love poems, flute playing, epic poetry, history, tragedy, astrology, sacred music, dance, and comedy. So the library was dedicated to all nine of those things, essentially, all nine of those muses. <clears throat> it had 
between 40,000 to 400,000 scrolls, which is roughly 100,000 books, if you were to calculate that. I don't know how they calculated that, but I'm just going to trust Wikipedia for that. <laughs> when in doubt, trust Wikipedia. Exactly. And then the last point I have on the library is that it was accidentally burned by Julius Caesar during his civil war, but it was unclear how much was actually destroyed. So a lot of what was said kind of in the intro of the book is true. It just didn't really get into detail of it, how the library was burned down, but in the book, it is kind of reborn. And, and in the book, it says that the Alexandrian library had scrolls of science, mathematics, and also magic, which is also true. I did like that kind of intro chapter. I did like that the book had a little bit of a setup that wasn't necessarily related to the character's story. It was just kind of setting the scene, which I really liked. I will say the only thing that I wasn't a huge fan of in this book was the fact that every chapter, the perspective changed and it was from a different person's perspective every single time. Oh, interestingly enough, I really liked that hmm. just because like, obviously the overall story is there's six, one is eliminated. Mm -hmm. So I felt by switching perspectives every chapter, I wasn't just rooting for one person because I hadn't made my mind up if I liked any of them or disliked any of them because it kept changing so quickly. And I was like, oh, keeping me on my toes. I think I, mm, I didn't hate it. Like, I'm not going to say that I disliked it, but I think it could have just been told from like a narrator's perspective because there were some times with the chapters where I would get like, really really excited about something and I would want it to keep going and then it would like just stop and then take and like and be told from another person's perspective at a completely different situation and I was like no I want to know more about what's happening right now fair um I would say for like overall too this book is explicit so there's some swears um, which is different from the previous books we've read mm -hmm. and as well as like the six different perspectives throughout the complex English did get me I had to think a little bit harder than our other books while reading it mm -hmm. to the point where I definitely googled at least two words where I was like sorry I actually don't know what that means I found the English wasn't the hardest part about the book for me. For me, the, the hardest part was definitely the changes in perspective. But it wasn't to the point where it was, it didn't take me out of it completely. It was just. No, I, I, I feel like the difficulty in English kind of added to it, I guess. Mm -hmm. In the sense of like, it is like a society of, caretakers for this incredible library of knowledge I will say I liked the changes of perspective in the beginning of the book because it like introduced 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 the 
it introduced the characters really well and we were able to see kind of their motivations and really learn the characters quite well the only times I didn't like the changes in perspectives was when it kind of got really exciting and then stopped (laughs) I was like no go back keep going (laughs) I also really like this genre of book where it's technically fantasy because it's about magic things like that but I like that it's set in the real world so it's not like an entirely new universe that you have to get accustomed to and learn about because I feel like those kinds of books can take so long to like get into and also understand because it's it's an entire world that you're trying to figure out but I like that this is fantasy set in the real world so there's just little bits that you have to understand actually fun fact because I was uh I was working with a guy and I talked to him about the podcast and he asked what I was reading right now for the next episode and I told him and he was like oh what genre is it and I was kind of like um because it's kind of weird it kind of it's hard to pinpoint the genre because it kind of covers so many different things, but it is technically science fiction. I Googled it. Oh. Yeah, so it's not technically fantasy, but I would say- I am mistaken. (laughs) But I will say that it kind of goes between science fiction and also fantasy, because like you said, there is magic that's heavily involved in the books, but it's about like research and- academia for lack of a better word I also love the um images that are throughout the book I feel like sometimes when you read a really any book and you make up the characters or situations in your head and then if a movie comes out and you're like okay that was not even slightly what I was envisioning (laughs) like I feel like it just kind of helped build the story Mm-hmm. when I could see the versions of the characters that were intended by the author rather than just my own versions. Yeah, I also liked the images that were scattered throughout the book. I always, whenever I read a new book, if I can, especially if it's a series, I try to look up fan art of the characters to kind of help me picture them and like almost ensure that I'm picturing them as accurately as possible and nine times out of ten I am correct but it's always interesting to see how like the vast majority of people are perceiving the characters because sometimes I can perceive them totally differently do you have any more spoiler free things that you can add not not really I guess I'll give my overall review um so for my overall review of the Alice 6, I would give it, I think a 7.5. Not oh. too high, not too low. 7.5. Because I did, I did really enjoy the book. I like the characters. I like the way it was written. But I feel like I just have like certain books that I love. And ones that I think I will love in the future that I need to reserve tens for. That's off right. the table. And then nine is one of like sentimental childhood books 
those ones. So nine's <laughs> off the table and then we get to eight and seven. So this is basically as high as I can, I can go, but yeah, I think, I think it's a 7.5 for me. Although I think the big reason it's not eight is my own fault because I thought this was supposed to be a single book and not a series. So when I read the ending, I just like, it, it didn't make sense to me because it didn't conclude everything that I thought it needed to. And then later doing research, I was like, oh, it's because there's more books. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, overall, highly recommend. Very much love this book. Would yeah. read again. We'll read again. I'm definitely going to read it again because... Well, number one, I want to read it again before the second book comes out, whenever that happens. And also, I feel like for the first three quarters of this book, I was either unwell from my vaccine or suffering from borderline heat stroke. So I don't think I retained as much as I could. Um, So I definitely want to read it again, but I had to finish it for the episode. So I had to power through. out of you thank you um I will say for my overall review I'm gonna give it an 8.5 but yeah I mean this is definitely the type of book like this is a Sarah book like this is very much a Sarah book like I would almost I I think if I were to read it again in a more coherent state I would probably give it a nine um I loved the characters I I love magic I love slight references to Greek mythology with the library of Alexandria I yeah this was definitely a Sarah book and I'm giving it an 8.5 a 9 all right that's a, that's a pretty good rating I'm a big fan I wish the second book was out now <laughs> yeah I know I also would really like to read the remainder of this series. Um, Olivia Blake, please. (laughs) We played ourselves. I really thought it was just a standalone book. Yeah, I'm not sure why that was so set in my head. I didn't even consider it could be a series. So Mm -hmm. I think that... I mean, I'm, I'm also going to say this. I'm really happy that social media didn't overhype this book because when we were talking about We Were Liars last episode, it was definitely overhyped and it uh, took us away from the pleasure of finding out the ending from that book. Whereas I feel like with the Atlas Six, I knew a little bit about what the book was about. I saw it a lot. So that kind of convinced me to buy it. I saw that a lot of people were reading it and really, really liking it, but people weren't being like, oh, the plot twist at the end is so good, or oh, this part is so good, or this part is so good. So it didn't oversell it to me. And it was just, I was able to experience it kind of for the first time with my own thoughts. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't have as much context for this book as I did. We were liars, w- which did make it better. I was able to 
form my own opinions before hearing everyone else's. Because mm-hmm. I will say that, like, there's a couple plot twists in this book that I think is what We Were Liars should have been. <laughs> like, because I was very shocked at, a, like, multiple points through this book. And when we were, when I was reading We Were Liars, I was kind of just like, oh. <laughs> there is one point in this book where I was like, sir, I feel like I miss a huge thing. Turns out I did not. And it is explained. And I was like, holy is this real yeah all right i'm ready to kind of get into the spoilers and our favorite bit ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees Promoting for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so just generally to start off, if you had to pick one of their abilities, which one would you want? I would want Callum's abilities. <laughs> so you read the whole book and you want to be like Callum? <laughs> Callum's my favorite character. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone wants him dead. Okay, we're not going to get into that right now because <laughs> I have a lot of things to say about it. Who would you pick? <laughs> I, was, I did not see that answer coming from you. Um, I honestly don't know. Maybe. Maybe Tristan. 
Yeah, mine's either Callum or Reyna, probably. But, like, Callum's way up here and Reyna's, like, like the, oh. the Callum's abilities are what I want. No way. I was Tristan and then, like, Libby and Nico, probably. Hmm. And then Parisa. <laughs> and then, then Callum, probably. <laughs> Yeah, I would not want to have Parisa's powers. I don't want to read minds. I have no interest in knowing <laughs> what people are thinking about. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't want to know what people think when they look at me for the first time or what people <laughs> think when I say something stupid. <laughs> like, it sounds like a nightmare. Oh my God. I don't even, like, I honestly don't even know where to begin. I know. It's a lot that, um, I, to be fair, I know I said I didn't want Callum's abilities if I had to pick one. I do like his character. He's my favorite character. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I just <laughs> like him. He's definitely my favorite character. I I was a big fan um, in the beginning of the book of... Callum's opinions towards Libby because I feel like that's how I feel when people act like Libby around me but I'm I'm not as outward about my feelings but I definitely that like that's just what I think in my head fair I feel like I just like Tristan when he was having like an existential crisis is like what he believes is true is that true or is it because everyone else thinks it's true just like how everyone used to think that the world was flat and everyone believed it he was like oh no what is real <laughs> I, was, I, I had that exact thought several times so I was like same. thanks Tristan yeah Tristan was very relatable um who of the characters do you think that you relate to the most like who I'd have to say Libby. <laughs> Actually, that does kind of check out. You're a little bit of a keener. A little bit of a keener. A little bit. Um, I ask a lot of questions in classes. <laughs> I would hate that. This is why I'm doing all of my schooling online. Because I don't want to participate I don't want anyone else to participate. I just want to listen and take my notes and I want everyone else to do the same. Well, if someone gives me an explanation and I don't understand it, I need more context. Well, why don't you just wait till the end of class? I'm busy. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> or just try to figure it out on your own. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so back up to the very beginning of this when they all get like brought in to this society mm -hmm. the explanation of what they are going into is so vague <laughs> I do not believe that these people in real life would ever accept living somewhere else for a year based on the description of what they're supposed to be doing given by Alice I mean I think I would 
he gives no information. He's like, oh yeah, you'll learn. It's a society. There's others. I mean, okay, sure. Let me leave everything. I mean, I feel like person, like, okay. So we, if I was told by someone that I could go, like, let's just also say that in theory that I have magical powers. Um, But if someone came up to me and told me that I was able to go for either one to two years to just study completely, like freely, I wouldn't have to pay rent, all my food would be paid for, and I would just have free reign to learn as much as I can about whatever I wanted to, I'd be like, yeah, cool. And it's in London, great. But like a strange man that you've never met before is like, here is what I am offering you. Come to my home. No, you do not say yes. You say, sorry, please tell me more. I mean, they do ask like questions and it's not like he's saying like, come to my house in the middle of nowhere. It's like, it's an established society. It's not (laughs) like a sorority, if you will. Sororities are still homes. I just think that was one part that bothered me where I was like, obviously these are some of the most talented people in the world and they have zero thought process. Just, all right. Like Libby and Nico, I'll do it if you do it. What do you mean I'll do it if you do it? Okay, here's the thing. I think the reason that you do not relate to it as much is because you are definitely more in like Libby and Nico's background where I feel like I relate a lot more to the like the Parisas and the the Parisa and Callum aspect of things where it's like I'm not in school. Yeah, I have a job that I like decently. Like it's a good job, but for me doing like going to the library of Alexandria would be like a step up. I can understand why you would be, why like people like Libby and Nico would be more questioning because they just got offered like really big jobs and they just finished their degrees in their respective studies and they were about to kind of move up in the world. But there were, there were the characters that were just kind of unhappy and they were like, well, might as well. All right. I guess if, I guess if you were unhappy with your current situation and someone was like, this is a thing, Mm -hmm. then maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe I could see it. I just don't, I couldn't, I couldn't understand it where they didn't ask enough questions to go with this strange man. He had a business card. (laughs) Also... (laughs) My initial vibe of Atlas clearly was right. I, yeah, I was not a big fan of Atlas from the beginning. He kind of, uh, he kind of gave me almost Dumbledore vibes in Harry Potter, if that makes sense. So, are you saying Dumbledore gives you bad vibes? Yes. No. He set Harry up for death on multiple occasions. (laughs) He was giving him free reign to learn. Okay, Dumbledore in the movie, 
yes, like in the movies, he gives off weird vibes a hundred percent. Dumbledore in the books. Okay, but have like, you reread the books as an adult? Because I yes, have. I I know he puts a child in danger many times, but Harry is strong and he is the chosen one. And we're talking about the wrong book right now, but I still disagree on this. <laughs> All right, next episode, Harry Potter, because clearly we have to discuss this. I'm kidding. We're not doing that. We've already picked our next book. Um, yeah. Uh, right. So now I'm just thrown off. I'm thinking that you think Dumbledore has bad vibes. I don't think Dumbledore has as bad vibes as Atlas does. But I just kind of drew that little parallel in my mind of a, I had a feeling that he was setting them up for something much like Dumbledore did with Harry many times. Um. I, I, I definitely didn't see a setup coming. I thought it was what he was saying it was. I just thought he was being weird. Oh my I, thought he was, I thought he was a bit too secretive. And he was just kind of absent for most of it. What was your uh, what was your feeling on Dalton? I think there's part of the book, I don't know where it is, where they're talking about like being able to trap part of yourself mm-hmm. within your own mind. So this entire time, I, I genuinely thought Dalton was trying to help out, like trying to warn everyone. And I thought he was trapped within his own mind. So maybe Atlas had put away part of himself and that's why he was not like he was when he was younger. But then at the very end where he's like, yeah, Delton helped me. I needed this. So that threw me off. I think that Del- I think that Atlas has trapped a part of Delton in his own mind and can sometimes control Dalton because that would make sense in my in my mind of why like Ezra wanted help with something so Atlas got Dalton to do it and then Dalton didn't have any memory of it because it wasn't him if that and that's sense. why when he let like Parisa into his head Dalton pulled her out mm-hmm. she was getting too close to finding out what the real issue is mm-hmm. well atlas pulled her out not Dalton. yeah that's what i mean yeah that's what i think all right that's that's what i thought like reading through the book but like the ending threw me off where i was like maybe this is what he wanted i don't know ah, well i'm hoping in the future books i will Get some like, deeper understanding. I feel like when I eventually reread this, I will probably get some deeper understanding. Also, one of my favorite quotes, I'm just flipping through my notes right now, but uh, it's actually a quote by Atlas, ironically. Um, but he says, the problem with knowledge is its inexhaustible craving. The more of it you have, the less of it you feel you know. Thus, men often go mad in search of it. I do like that too. I really like, um, it's like Callum's understanding of, I guess, feelings. 
mm-hmm. where he explains them. So it was like being liked was the closest thing to vanilla that Callan could think of. And then he goes to like the other feelings. Mm-hmm. It's weirdly accurate. Like being envied was tart, a citrusy tang like green apple. I don't know why that makes sense. It totally but makes, it makes sense. sense. So I, I, I really like that part of the book. I, one of my favorite quotes from Callum is, some people are flawed and interesting. Others are just flawed. How is he not your favorite character? I like Callum. I okay. just feel like I relate to Livy more. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I'm just going to get to like, the big plot twist um where they find where or where parisa first finds out that one person is going to have to die did you see that coming because i really didn't no but like looking back how everything's phrased i'm like yeah i should have seen something coming but no i assumed when someone was eliminated they would be sent home i assumed the same thing and Sometimes when I think back on the books I've read, I realize that I'm just dumb as hell. Sarah and Katrina's podcast, where they realize they're dumb as hell. (laughs) Where they read books and confess that they don't actually understand them on a podcast. (laughs) I'm just publicly saying I understand nothing. (laughs) I also will say that um, this book does have some spicy moments, a little spicy warning. But again, I feel like it wasn't like it wasn't worded vulgarly as some books can. This was very well worded in the sense that it was like maybe more sensual than it was like overtly sexual. Yeah. And it wasn't, if there was intimacy happening, it wasn't necessarily about the intimacy. It was about what the intimacy meant. Speaking of the intimacy, when Limmy, Limmy, Libby, Tristan, and Parisa had a threesome, and then Tristan liked Libby, I was very excited for the Tristan-Libby thing to continue on. And the book ended and nothing else happened. (laughs) Well, she got taken away. She got abducted. Well, I had some opportunities before that. They did have actually a lot of opportunities, but she still technically had a boyfriend. Like she did cheat on her boyfriend. Yeah, but her boyfriend was also like, I don't even know how old, 60? (laughs) Yeah, but he only appeared to be what? 23 or something yeah see that creeped me out too because have you ever seen the movie the orphan where it's like a child but we used to watch it together all right well (laughs) i repeat i've had a very long day rude that's what i thought of when he was like oh yes i appear as a younger person but i'm quite old and i thought of the orphan and then turned all murdery in my head so a little bit creepy. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I'm really not sure where I was going with that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know where to take it from there either. Was, all right, I need a good segue right now, but I just can't think of one. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, that was my bad. Oh, maybe this episode should be called Tired and Delusional because I feel like I I can feel it in my bones that I'm going to have a hard time editing this one. Whew. Okay, so (laughs) quick breaks and the the interlude. Oh, yeah. So the the thing where one dies was like a slight plot twist where I was like, oh, mm-hmm. did not see that coming. The interlude is the part where I was like, sorry, did I miss yes. a very large thing or is something else happening that we're not meant to be aware of yet? Because Libby's boyfriend, Ezra has a little interlude where he's telling a story and then smiles up at Atlas. And I had no idea they knew each other. And I was like, oh no, something is about to happen. Sorry, I'm pouring myself a drink, so I muted myself. But since you're done talking, I can unmute myself and just pour my drink loudly. Um. How do you pour your drink loudly as opposed to regularly? I don't know. It's a beer. It's bubbly. As opposed to just like water. You know? I'm pretty sure the sound of pouring beer and the sound of pouring water is not that different. I mean, I guess that's fair, but I just didn't want it to be in the... Never mind. Um... (laughs) New scientific experiment. I'll test this out. <laughs> yeah, but just back to the interlude. Enough talk about <laughs> my pouring abilities. <laughs> but uh, so, like the first line of the interlude says, "Most people don't know how to starve," said Ezra. And in my brain, I immediately was like, "Who the fuck is Ezra?" Because he is not in the books that much. And whenever he is in the books. It's usually for like a very short amount of time. He's just talking to Libby and he's not even like, he's not really mentioned that much. And he's also not mentioned by name that much. Like they usually just refer to him as like Libby's boyfriend or she's like, oh, my boyfriend, it's not Ezra. So when I was like, I saw that and I was like, uh, who? <laughs> and then it took me a minute, but I got there. And then I was, again, very confused because I was like, why is he, what is happening? I, I had the same thing. I was like, did I miss something? Another strong theme in these podcasts. <laughs> it took me a minute, but I got there. Also, another thing, who did, who did you think was going to be eliminated? Like, what were your predictions? Because mine kind of jumped all over the place, but I could, I could kind of tell you what my predictions were. Okay, so I knew it wasn't going to be Libby or Nico because they came in a pair. There's no way. I ruled out Reyna because she was Nico's friend. I didn't think Nico was the kind of person that would eliminate his friend. Mm-hmm. Parisa, I don't think they could eliminate because everyone was like interested in her, whether they like liked her sexually or like 
intellectually, they, everyone was interested in Parisa. So I didn't think they were going to eliminate her. So it was either Callum or Tristan. I thought they were going to do it to Tristan. Yeah, see, in the beginning, I did kind of think it was going to be either Nico or Libby because I thought it would be like a dramatic thing and maybe one of their power, because they're a pair. So I thought maybe one would die and then their power would go into the other one and make it like a full fused situation because they're like you can't really have one without the other so I thought if one of the I thought it was going to be a thing but that's like maybe like absorbed the other one's powers yeah Yeah. um then I thought it might be Parisa I don't really remember why I think because at one point she was definitely more hated than Callum or Tristan in the beginning um yeah I feel like the book does a good job in like keeping it all separate so you can't really tell who everyone would choose until they want you to be like it's gonna be Callum Mm -hmm. but and then when oh and then I I kind of thought it was going to be Parisa because like most of the girls were jealous of her and then the guys were attracted to her but they were also like threatened by her and didn't necessarily like her as a person especially when Tristan started to like Libby I was like oh so he's not even into Parisa anymore Callum's not into Parisa the only person into Parisa is Nico and I don't think that would be enough um and then when Parisa was really kind of trying to get people to vote for Callum that's when I really thought it was going to be Parisa because in like halfway through the book when she's talking to Dalton he says that and I I thought this was big foreshadowing he says that um his group had picked him originally and then he ended up killing the main person who was trying to get them to kill Dalton so I thought that Mm. that was going to be the same thing Parisa was trying to get them to kill Callum so I thought then Callum would change it and kill Parisa and like history would repeat itself well I guess technically that did Mm -hmm. not exactly happen but it happened in the sense where like Tristan was chosen to kill Callum yeah well that's when my mind changed as soon as they said that Tristan was going to kill Callum I was like oh Tristan's going to be the one that gets killed instead yeah and then I felt really smart when Callum went to kill Tristan (laughs) I'm glad he didn't kill Tristan though because mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Tristan and I feel like he's just he's having a hard time he didn't want to kill him it's true also what are your thoughts on you know the end of the book where it says was there such thing as too much power yes what are your thoughts on that I mean I would agree I mean I think that a lot of people who do have a lot of powers don't use it for good And I think that can almost come with the territory of being powerful. Like, even if you just think of most political leaders and billionaires, they have a lot of power, they have a lot of money. And I would say most of them are pretty awful. And so I think that you can have too much of a good thing. I think there's always a balance. What are your thoughts? I think it's true. There's definitely such things 
too much power. I can't imagine it though. Like for me, too much power is like an idea, but really having so much power that it's too much seems crazy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I also understand, I think naturally as humans, we always want, I mean, not everyone, but I think a lot of people typically want to go to that next step. They want to, you know, either go for a promotion or take the next step in their schooling, or they all like, we always want to progress to that next step, which comes with more power in whatever we're doing. I can only imagine what that would be like with magic. Sometimes I think if I have like any magical powers, I feel like I'd use them for a lot of useless things too. Or like I get cold a lot. So immediately I would have my t-shirt be like heat insulated. So I'd never get cold. (laughs) Like things like that. I love how that (laughs) is that you're, maybe that's why you want to be Libby because she controls fire. (laughs) Really, I just want to be warm. <laughs> I feel like that is another reason why I relate to Callum a lot is because I am a very empathetic person. Like I can kind of feel what other people are feeling, which is his kind of curse. Yeah, that was that moment he has with Parisa where he like convinces her to jump off the building, but in Nico's mind. Mm -hmm. that is so dark (laughs) and the fact that he went through with it thinking that it was real life I was like oh my god it's true I mean he had done it before too with the intruders I thought that was a fun part in the book I was surprised they didn't have more intruders and it was only like a one-time thing Mm -hmm. I was expecting like it didn't make sense to me that it only happened once right in the beginning and never again mm-hmm. but I mean I think they tried to explain it as like they know when there's new initiates so they know that the wards are going to be weaker but I, I I do think that like there was like really good lead up in the book like the introduction was really strong and then there was the initial climax that was really good which is like that fight scene and then it kind of lulled for a little bit until we found out that one person was gonna die because that was basically just many chapters of them just researching there definitely was a lull in the book but it was like it was a fun read Mm -hmm. despite the lull it was just like oh like here are the characters, guess what they're doing today, that kind of vibe more than like building to something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I wonder, what do you think that the next book is going to be about? Well, like, obviously, they have to find Libby, so I think the five of them will work to find her, and Libby's going to try and find her way out. I really... I I don't know. <laughs> Other than that, I I don't know how it's all going to come together. I think that because it's a three-part series, so I think that the next book is gonna be about um is gonna be kind of about getting Libby out, but I think it's gonna be from the perspective of the other six 
people like Ezra's new squad like oh. I think that they're going to do something with that or they're going to be a lot more involved and I think we might get introduced to some new characters maybe some new perspectives and then I think maybe the last book is going to be like the Atlas Six versus whoever else and it's going to be like a a thing but I also don't know because I didn't really grasp a lot of this book literally every time we read something all right yes this is what i thought also i don't understand it oh i did have a a question if you had one perspective that you could have like because i mean this was just i thought you would agree with me when you when i was talking about not really enjoying the chapters switching perspective um if you had to pick one person to like hear the story from who would it be if like just a random narrator wasn't an option well like I feel like I'd like to it it, does it have to be one of the six no okay then I feel like I'd like to hear it from Atlas's perspective I want to know I want to know what he's thinking and why he wants the six of them. Like, why is it these people and what does he see in them? What is his plan? Maybe Callum. Yeah. I think I would choose Parisa. Mm. Because I feel like she was kind of the puppet master during the whole book. And during a lot of the parts, you didn't necessarily see. Oh, another really small plot twist that I did not see coming. But but I was after uh, Tristan, Libby, and Parisa had the threesome. And Callum comes back the next day and he's like, oh, Libby and Tristan are just wrecked. They are so hungover. I can feel their energy and it is just awful. And then he goes to Parisa and he's like, oh, so she was the sober one. And it, that's when it really becomes clear that Parisa is just kind of playing them all. And she's playing them all off of each other and just completely weakening the battlefield. Yeah, she was definitely playing the game. Mm-hmm. And she did it well. Yeah, I think she was almost the only one who was really playing the game. Yeah, I feel like everyone else is more interested in like doing the research that they came there to do more than thinking about the actual initiation for at least the majority of the book yeah right I think I'm personally ready to wrap this up (laughs) because like I'm ready to go to bed I can only imagine how you feel (laughs) very much I am ready all righty then do you want to introduce the next book the september 15th episode will be on the da vinci code by dan brown this is one of my personal favorite books it is a time and i recommend you read it that's it that is it that is definitely it um i will say that this episode not this episode that episode will be 
a book that Katrina has read and that I have yet to read. So I actually did start it today. And so far I'm really enjoying it, but we'll see what happens. Also, are you planning on rereading the Da Vinci Code? Yes. Okay, good. Did you hear my introduction of the book? You think I can? <laughs> you think I can talk for an hour and a half on this? Absolutely not. I like that you felt the need to ask. That it was a really polite way to be like, "Please read this." Because I know we were doing this book because you have like a busy couple weeks ahead of you. So I was like, oh, maybe you you were just going to wing it because you've read it recently, but. It's like kind of about the search for the Holy Grail, but not mm-hmm. really. Isn't the best way I can describe this book. All right. <laughs> um, so on. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> So on that one note, of my favorite books, I have no idea what it's about. At this point, do we even read? Like, do we really even read? Because like I don't even know if I can read at this point. <laughs> Losing my mind. Welcome to the podcast where two illiterate people review what they think are good books. Um, I would just like to apologize to our listeners if this is a complete train wreck of an episode. Um, it's clear that during the time that Katrina and I were reading this book, we didn't have a lot of time to properly grasp what we were reading. And evidently, We have both had some very long weeks, and we are both quite tired, but we did power through and we read the book, so. Do you have anything to add to that? (laughs) No. Just no. Oh, man. I don't think that the, uh, the tiredness that we're feeling and the alcohol that we're drinking are making a very good coherent combination for this podcast. I feel like we should pick coffee to go with the tired <laughs> alcohol when we're not tired. The title says bevies. It does not specify alcoholic beverages. Uh, what bevy are you drinking? A Red Bull. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, um, if you want to follow us on <laughs> social media... <laughs> We have an Instagram and a Twitter, which is at bookbevies, that's B-O-O-K-B-E-V-V-I-E-S, and Gmail, which is bookbevies at gmail.com. And if you want to reach out to us to complain about our lack of coherent thoughts, um, please don't. I am sensitive. (laughs) If you have any complaints, thank you. Please keep them to yourself. If you have positive, kind words, feel free to reach out to us on social media. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to end this. Oh, man. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.